Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Acts 13. Have you ever been on a missions trip before? You packed your bags and you went to some foreign country for the purposes of the gospel, maybe partnering with a missionary there seeking to help them. Uh, Maybe you did that somewhere closer to home. Maybe you went all the way across the world to do that. Well, today we are going to be looking at really the first ever missionary journey, at least the first of the apostle Paul. And we're going to see an an important time in the history of the church. And I think you're going to notice that this missionary trip was a little different than a missions trip perhaps you've taken. But as we read this, I want us to be reminded that you've got the same gospel and you've got the same Holy Spirit in you. And so I hope that Reading this doesn't make you think, oh man, that's so far away, another time, another place. I hope it makes you think, man, I want to be faithful to share the gospel today, whether it's even in my local community or around the world, trusting that God will use it. So let's dive into Acts 13. And it starts... um, by talking again about the church at Antioch. Now, that was a church where good things were happening. Barnabas and Saul were leaders there in the church. And it describes some of the leaders, the prophets and teachers there in Antioch. And it says, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. So there, one thing that stood out to me as a leader in the church, uh, reading this passage was, look at what happens when the leaders of the church are seeking the Lord. And really, I think good ministry and even new ministry opportunities will come when, especially the leaders in the church, but I think this would apply to everyone in the church, when we are seeking the Lord, when we are praying, when we are worshiping, when we are fasting, when we are truly seeking the Lord, that's when God is going to open up doors of ministry. That That's kind of the soil from which uh, the blossoms of ministry will flourish. So what kind of soil are you? I think would be a valid question to ask as you read this text. Are you uh, soil that is seeking the Lord and things will flourish? Uh, Ministry will flourish. Gospel opportunities will flourish out of you because your heart is set on the Lord. And and then we see they, they send off Barnabas and Saul and they go to Cyprus. And if you can picture a map of the Mediterranean Sea, In your mind, Cyprus is there kind of on the eastern end of the Mediterranean Sea, an island kind of south of Turkey and then closer there to modern day Syria, Lebanon, Israel. So first they go to Cyprus. And one important note here in verse 9, it says, But Saul, who was also called Paul, 
Uh, and so there, Saul is a Jewish name. Paul is a, a Roman name. And I think some of this even signifies Paul is now not as much going to be ministering to the Jewish people. Uh, his ministry is to the Gentiles. And so he has a Roman name. Uh, and he is going to be, even though Barnabas went and got him, Paul is going to be really taking on more of the lead, as we'll see. He becomes really the protagonist for the rest of the book of Acts. And so they go to Cyprus. They are seeking to share the gospel with the proconsul, the man in in charge, this guy named Sergius Paulus. Uh, But there's this magician who opposes them and is seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. And you will experience this today. People who are opposed to ministry and want to turn people away from the faith. But Paul says to him, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, full of all deceit and villainy, will you not stop making crooked the straight paths of the Lord? And behold, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you will be blind and unable to see the sun for a time. So here we see a miracle, and this isn't a miracle of blessing, like think of Peter and John in chapter 3. This is a miracle of judgment, where God brings a miracle to judge this person for seeking to turn someone away uh, from the gospel, and it comes as a sign to affirm the the power of what is going on through Paul and Barnabas and the proconsul believed. So again, what is the purpose of miracles in Acts? I think fundamentally they are to affirm the words of the apostles and the prophets who in this foundational age of the church were important. And so these signs were important to affirm that these men who were making such strong claims were actually speaking for the Lord. So then Paul and Barnabas, they sail from this island of Cyprus up and what we're going to see in the next couple chapters is ministry in what would be modern day Turkey, kind of southern Turkey today. And first they come uh, to another city called Antioch, but this is a, a different uh, Antioch than the one that would be in Syria. This one is somewhere else in Turkey and they go in on the Sabbath And they're invited to speak there in the synagogue. And so they give the gospel. And one thing I want you to note is how much continuity there is between this gospel message and what we've already seen earlier in Acts. And then I want you to note the continuity to what you should be sharing today. So he gives some, uh, it's a history lesson uh, talking about how uh, God of this people, Israel, chose our fathers and made the people great going all the way back to Egypt. It talks about Saul and, and Samuel, and then it gets to David. David, and it calls him a man after God's own heart. God says, a man after my heart, in verse 22, who will do all my will. And then verse 23, of this man's offspring, God has brought to Israel a savior, Jesus, as he promised. Before his coming, John had proclaimed a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. And as John was finishing his course, he said, What do you suppose that I am? I am not he. No, but behold, after me one is coming, the sandals of whose feet I am not worthy to untie. And then he goes on to talk more about Jesus and how the 
rulers in Jerusalem, even though they read the Bible, the things that prophesied about Christ, they didn't recognize him and they handed him over to Pilate to be executed. And it says in verse 29, when they had carried out all that was written of him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a tomb, but God raised him from the dead. And for many days, he appeared to those who had come up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are now his witnesses to the people. And we bring you the good news that what God has promised to the fathers, this he has fulfilled to us, their children, by raising Jesus. And then he goes on to quote Psalm 2. So notice the same themes. Jesus, he is the center of the gospel message. He died and he rose again. And that this is all connected to what the Bible says. Now, we'll see some presentations of the gospel, even in the coming chapters, to more Gentile contexts. But still, these are important elements. And he obviously is tying a lot of this into the Jewish history, which maybe you don't need to do in your context. But one thing I think you should do that you see Paul doing here is he ties this gospel message in with the scriptures. And that's where every one of you should be thinking, okay, Uh, missions trips I might take may look different than this. And and even just my day-to-day life looks different than this, but it's the same gospel. Jesus Christ, crucified, risen, coming again. This is what we need to emphasize. And we should show people that this is what the Bible teaches. This is not just my opinion. This is what the Bible says. And he alludes to it earlier, but now he gets more explicit with it, quoting Psalm 2, or later he quotes Psalm 16 to refer to the resurrection. And he is proclaiming the gospel. So I want to encourage you, things about your missions trip will look different. Uh, you may not, as we'll see towards the end of chapel, you may not face chapter, you may not face the same levels of persecution. You may not face the same levels of hostility. Maybe you will, but I'm guessing most of you that have been on missions trips haven't, but it's the same message. And also, personally, I would not encourage you to, to expect that you will see the signs and wonders of the apostles because they are dead and gone. The foundation has been laid, but it is the same Holy Spirit and he's going to work through this message. It's not your job to come up with some magic formula to save people. No, that's the gospel. You need to deliver the gospel. Christ, him crucified, he's raised from the dead and calling people to a response. Now we get to some drama towards the end of the chapter. People are intrigued by this. And so the next Sabbath rolls around and the whole town shows up. Well, the Jews are jealous over that. We've been here a long time. We haven't seen crowds like this. And so they they stir up the crowd and they contradict Paul. And then we see Paul and Barnabas saying, okay, now we're going to go to the Gentiles. And that becomes a theme of their ministry. That's even Paul, a part of his mission is to take the gospel to the Gentiles. And the Gentiles rejoice at this. Um, but the Jews, they stir up more persecution and they drive Paul and Barnabas out of the city and they shake the dust off their feet and they move on. But the disciples, so clearly there's some converts that they're leaving behind are filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. So we see the beginning of the first missionary journey of the apostle Paul. And while you might see some things like, wow, that sounds amazing. That doesn't sound like a missions trip I've been on. 
Again, I want to encourage you, it's the same gospel, it's the same spirit. So even if you're not on a missions trip, declare the gospel, preach the good news of Jesus Christ, that he has been crucified, that he has risen again, all according to the scriptures, and trust that God will work through this message. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.